You know, I am so thankful that, to be a part of this movement, some call it, uh, what if the church? As a question that uh, came out of a meeting of a couple of pastors, and uh, they shared vision together, they talked, and um, what came out of that was this question, what if the church? What if the church prayed together? What if the church served together? What if the church believed together? What a great question for you and I to think about. We know that in our separate churches, in the little seal, the church in which you and I belong to, where we worship, where we come and be, we're blessed to be in those places and where God has drawn us. And we do well. I mean, we do great stuff together. It is awesome what God does with a local body of people. I mean, like folks at the edge. God's rocking at the edge, you know. He's moving. His spirit is moving here. You know, uh, uh, your pastor showed me the video how it all got started. And I was like, that's, that's what's happening. That's the church. I mean, that's a what if. I mean, that's a kind of go right along with what God or what these pastors probably had in mind. But when we think about that, how we could serve together, how we could believe together, and what I'm going to be talking about this morning is what if the church prayed together? And I don't want you to get lost in the fact or say, okay, here goes another sermon about prayer. Or I've heard it. I've read the books. And I pray. Sometimes I just pray for me, my foe, and no more, but I pray. I pray through this sermon, through this talk, that you would be ignited. If you're already ignited about prayer, that you continue. See, there are three keys to the sermon this morning. The first key that I'm going to talk about is that prayer is the key. Prayer is the key. Let's turn in our Bibles, if you have it, to Luke chapter 11, verse 1. Luke chapter 11, verse 1. You don't have the Bible, you can read it right up here on the screen. When you have it, say amen. amen. If, you, if you don't, say oh me. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll wait on this one person. <laughs> All he has to do is look up. My brother, man, we had a good time. It's me, my brother, here last week. Last week. Oh, tell him what page fifteen thirty six, man. Is that old? Is that old or New Testament? Is that old or New Testament? They gotta get him online. We gotta get him together. It says once Jesus, and this is the New Living Translation. Once Jesus was in a certain place praying, and he finished. And one of his disciples came to him and said, Lord, 
teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. Now, it was a common thing for the rabbi, the teacher, to teach his disciples to pray. Now, Jesus had went out one day and he had been praying. And one of the disciples, it didn't say which disciple, it said one of his disciples came. We knew it wasn't Peter. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> Boy, Peter gets a hard time, man. It's like, oh, man. But it says one of his disciples came up to him and, and asked him, Lord, teach us to pray. You know, they could have asked Jesus anything. They could say, Jesus, you remember the time you was walking on water? Dude. <laughs> y'all can see y'all there. Y'all go fishing. How many fishes are there about? <laughs> I mean, they could have asked Jesus, hey, Jesus, how to walk on water? <laughs> they could say, hey, Jesus, remember how much did you kneel? My brother Pampers, Lord, get in the name of the and, and the sizes change as she looks. That's a miracle. I mean, they could have asked Jesus anything. I'm being a little jovial about it, but they could have just asked him. But they said, Lord, teach us to pray. You know, one preacher said that Jesus didn't come to teach preachers how to preach. He, taught, he came to teach them how to pray. Mm. Jesus taught the disciples how to enter into prayer with praise. He taught the disciples how to confess their sins in prayer. He taught the disciples how to make their requests how they can make supplication unto the Lord, not only for the physical, but for the spiritual. Yes, yes. Jesus said, man, in a Matthew 4, 4, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Yes. So Lord, teach us to pray. Yes. Wow. Hmm. I'm losing this here. You know, I don't use this back at the church because we don't have one. <laughs> this is how we as the church should be praying. We should be praying in our personal lives, but you and I need to learn how to go publicly beyond the four walls of our building, beyond the four walls of our houses. You know, we live in a community. We live in a pretty, we live in a hood. Well, they call it the hood. It used to be the neighborhood. <laughs> and there's a lot going on in the city, in the, urban, in the inner cities. And, I mean, and there is a lot of, I hate to compare, but in contrasting, some of the rural and city, inner cities have a lot in common. They have a lot in common. Some of the same issues that they deal with in some of the rural areas is happening right in the hood. Same stuff. 
different place. You and I ought to be praying in the public places while we personally pray in this context. Praising God. Supplement request unto God for schools and community and neighbors. What's happening in the world? I mean, just pray. You know, Matthew Henry The Bible commentator says this, and I quote, let prayer be the key of the morning and the bolt of the evening. Mm. The goal of prayer should be to deepen one's relationship with God. Prayer is not the only thing that we should be doing, but it's the most important Prayer is the key that keeps us connected to the source. God is our provider. He is our source. Some of the old saints used to say, if you pray, you'll stay. If you fast, you last. You don't, you won't. (laughs) Prayer is the key. Number two, prayer should be continual. Turn in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. Prayer should be continual. Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. What if the church prayed together? What if we took this scripture and applied it to our lives? When Paul wrote this letter, he had wrote this letter to the church in Ephesus. And some believe that there was not any false doctrine or heresy going on in the church at that time. But Paul wrote this letter in spite of that to strengthen the church, to strengthen the believers. You know, the Ephesian church was a great group of folks. It was a great, kind of like, really, like you all. And Paul penned a letter to them. He wanted to encourage them. And listen to what he said in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 4 through 6. He said, we are all one body. We have the same spirit. And we all have been called to the same glory. Notice how he used same. The same glorious future. There is, come on, say it with me. One, come on, one faith. One, let's say that again. There is, one come on, one faith. come on, one and there is only one God. Man, I've been around some folk, church folk. You act like there's 50 gods. <laughs> we live in a world that thinks there are many gods. 
preach like I preach in this morning. <laughs> worship team was up here and we were praying for folks up here and that lady walked in and I know she's a prostitute because I drive down the avenue and I saw her one day our offices are in that area and we always drive around the community and I saw a prostitute one day and that morning she walks in to the service at the, toward the end of the service and I saw her back there, kind of where my brother, what's your name, brother? Donald. Donald? Okay, back, back kind of right where Donald is standing, and I was up on the stage, and the Holy Spirit whispered, God whispered in my heart, said, go pray for her. I said, who? <laughs> I'm serious, y'all. I wasn't, I wasn't like, oh, yeah, I don't know how you to I was kind of like hesitant a little bit. I said, I was. I was like, wow. So I slowly walked, came downstairs. And while the band was still playing, we're praying for the people, I slowly walked back there too. And I stood a little distance from her. I know she was, man. She hair was mad, dirty clothes. She was standing there. She was hella head. And I walked up to her and I said, can I pray for you? We were preparing for service. The band was warming up and everything. And guess who walks in? Clean clothes, hair combed. Walks in. And I'm going. <laughs> I said, that's that lady. She walks in. You know, some folks, they walk, you can't, and this, let me be quiet. <laughs> she came all the way almost to the front and sat down. Oh. <laughs> 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 
in trouble. Let me, because I, I got to get y'all out of here at a good time. But when Paul wrote this letter and he talked about this, uh, 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 this verse in chapter 4, verses 4 through 6, and 4 through 6, and he said, we are one. We're one. We're one. We're one. And there's only one God. There's only one. There's only one. Isn't that powerful? Guess how many churches there are? Boy, y'all. <laughs> one time I asked this guy, I said, man, one time when you, uh, I said, uh, we're talking about tithing, giving money, giving, giving money. And I said, I, I said, as uh, far as your money, I said, how much of your money belongs to God? He said 10%. I said, see, that's what's wrong. I asked him, I said, who's the head of your church? He said, the pastor. I said, that's really what's wrong. <laughs> pastor ain't the head of the church. As believers, we don't, that, God gives us that money to be stewards of it. We just got to learn how to handle it. Take care of it. Be good stewards. God's in charge here. He's in control. Because if he wasn't, none of y'all be here. What do you mean, Pastor? Say that when you go out here. God's protection is for us. That's what's up. Oh, you think you, you think we think we're walking through here alone? Oh, yes, we are sadly mistaken. Because God is all power. Satan just got some power. Uh, seriously. Some people think God is saying it like this. Man, please. <laughs> he created him. If he had the power that we act like he got, he'd have destroyed you a long time ago. He's got you. He got you. You wouldn't even sit here this morning. You probably came out of your mom's room. <laughs> That's crazy, man. I, my wife said I got ten minutes. <laughs> you know, we can look at at prayer as a spiritual as a as a spiritual weapon, a, a spiritual weapon, because we wrestle not against flesh and blood. And look at, uh, and then we may not have the scripture, and we may. Look at Ephesians 6, 12. You know, if we don't have that, that's okay. Well, I'll read it. Ephesians 6, 12. Listen what it says. For we are not fighting against people made of flesh and blood, but against the evil rulers and the authorities of the unseen world, against those mighty powers of darkness who rule this world, and against wicked spirits in heavenly realms. This ain't no Mayweather, Pacquiao fighters. <laughs> and getting $200 million. I'd have fought him for that. I wouldn't have trained one day. What's up, man? Listen to what Martin Luther said. He said, prayer is the most important thing in my life. If I should neglect prayer for 
a single day, I should lose a great deal of the fire I got convicted when I read that. Because in God, it's not what you are losing, it's what you're gaining. It's not so much all the time that we're living, but we're dying. gave us spiritual weapons and prayer is one of them. Mm. Let the church say amen. amen. Let the church preach the good news. Let the church wake up. You have the victory. It's not that you're going to get the victory. You got it. Can, can I talk to my young ladies? All the ladies in the house say, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I knew the pastor for a while. And I used to constantly have to remind my young ladies. You can get your hair hooked up. Now, some people understand. You can get your nails done, get your hair hooked up, put that man. Oh, you could be like fly. Thank <laughs> you. 
earlier some of the work is how I found life in prayer and you know prayer is the lifeline Revelations 5a in the throne room prayers were the incense that brought that sweet smelling aroma into the holies of holies into the place where God was yeah. that's what prayer is for you won't be stinking even in your thing. You have a sweet aroma. Yeah, yeah. Hallelujah. In a sense, a picture that's been in the throne. And when he took the scroll, the four living beings and the 24 elders uh, uh, fell down before the Lamb. You got that other scripture? Each had a heart, and they held a gold bowl. They need to put it in gold. Filled with incense, which was what? communicate with God, we fight against prayerlessness. Let me say that again. As we communicate with God, we fight against prayerlessness. You know, the activities we do for God are secondary. God is looking for people who long for communication with him, Erwin Lutzer. You know, Erwin Luther is the pastor of the Moody Church in Chicago, the Moody Bible Church. How would you like to be a pastor of a church? God, yeah, I pastor the, the Moody people. I mean, the Moody Church. <laughs> but he, he made a great, that's a great quote. God is looking for people who long for communication with him. They hunger and thirst for it. You know, in closing, on the game, in the game show, I didn't went over my time. But there's a game show, game show called You Want to Be a Millionaire, right? Or Do You Want to Be a Millionaire? Or Billionaires? And they have a lifeline. And if you don't know the answer to the question, you can use. You can call somebody who you think might know the answer so that you can continue on. Guess what God's doing? See, that's secondary stuff on the edge. God is looking for the church, looking for his people to make 
I'm going to pray and have Zach come up. Thank you all. God bless you. God bless you. I hope this is not the last time we meet. I hope and pray that uh, this relationship between Freedom Covenant and uh, New City Church, I pray God bless it. And it, and it be real relationship. I, I like real relationship. I think God intentionally does things.